I'll ask the other two speakers, please state your name for the audio record. I'm Kristen Francie. Thank you. And I'm Sean Fredrickson. How's that video coming? We're, we got time ticking. It's on you. You can keep speaking, uh, provide your testimony while the video is being loaded. Can you pause that? Go ahead and play it. Since the invention of the printing press, there's been a battle to control disseminated information. In the early 1900s, oil tycoon John D. Rockefeller took control of every newspaper and news editor of his era. He became America's first billionaire, paving the way for the power-hungry ever since. Thus began the gold rush for the modern world's most precious resource, the narrative. Do you have any people being paid by the CIA who are contributing to a major circulation American journal? During a Senate committee investigation, it was revealed that the CIA had been conducting a covert operation to infiltrate and control U.S. media. They called it Operation Mockingbird. We do have people who submit pieces to American journals. Do you have any people paid by the CIA who are working for television networks? This, I think, gets into the kind of details, Mr. Chairman, that I'd like to get into in executive session. Over 3,000 CIA contracted and trained operatives of media outlets, posing as editors and journalists. These well-paid actors never dared to question the effect of their lies on the world beyond their cozy studio. How often does the CIA manipulate the media in this way? It goes beyond your wildest imagination. Setting up student organizations so they could draw radical students in. 5,000 university professors co-opted to help the CIA. All right, there that went. Uh, if you could load that back up, that'd be great. So I'll just jump CIA in there. Stories and oh. biases to the world. As this 1952 Media? CIA memo says. It's the CIA. Perfect. We're going to keep you on? Let's jump back in. The aim is controlling an individual to the point where he will do our bidding against Control his will. Individual. It's a great point where he'll do our bidding against his will. To change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interest of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. Would you say that continues today? Well, I... Yeah, I would think probably for a reporter it would continue today, but because of all of the revelations, I think you've got to be much more careful about it. So how do we know that Operation Mockingbird still isn't in effect? Well, we don't. It was the Telecommunications Act of 1996 that opened the door for predatory corporations to monopolize the industries of print and broadcast. This bill protects consumers against monopolies. It guarantees the diversity of voices. Today, a handful of corporate empires own and control the vast majority of everything you read, hear, and watch. From the biggest movie studios, television and radio networks, newspapers and magazines, 
to the vast universe of internet news and entertainment. Amazon has transformed its operations in response to COVID-19 to protect employees and keep packages flowing. The company is keeping its employees safe and healthy while still delivering those packages to the company. The company is keeping its employees safe keeping its employees Millions of Americans staying at home are relying on Americans staying at and that is how it works. It's like a house of mirrors, where you're seeing the same thing over and over and over again, except it's distorted. There's an industry that is paid to go after and target journalists, whistleblowers, and inundate our consciousness and the images we see to try to ruin, destroy, or smear the idea that they don't like or the person who's delivering it. You smear somebody with falsehoods and all the rest, and then you merchandise it. And then you write it, and they'll say, see, it's reported in the press, so they have that validation that the press reported the smear, and then it's called wrap-up smear. Now I'm going to merchandise the press's report on the smear that we made. And it's, it's a tactic. News personalities are not the only high-paid actors to serve the propaganda machine. Most late-night talk shows are owned by the same corporate overlords and thus follow the same script only laced with a laugh. Our main story tonight concerns conspiracy theories. Last week tonight with John Oliver featured a skit entitled Coronavirus Conspiracy Theories. It's like the claim that the moon landing was faked. First thing to note here is that Mr. Oliver opens with commentary about conspiracy theories that are completely unrelated to coronavirus. This is a standard tactic used by propagandists to set a tone so that anything that follows will be seen through the lens of absurdity. Plandemic, a pseudo-documentary filled with a hodgepodge of conspiracy theories. Mr. Oliver then does his best to debunk Dr. Judy's claim that she was arrested but never charged with a crime. She was absolutely criminally charged. This was not an oversight, but a blatant lie. Prior to the taping of this episode, Mr. Oliver had the official arrest documents that clearly prove that Dr. Judy was never charged with a crime. Mr. Oliver then attempts to debunk the idea that a beach, AKA nature, holds any value in boosting our body's natural immune system. Instead of challenging the point with science, he kills it with a smear. Everything that you just said is insane. Television is not the truth. We deal in illusions, man. None of it is true. But you people sit there day after day, night after night, all ages, colors, creeds. We're all you know. You're beginning to believe the illusions we're spinning here. You're beginning to think that the tube is reality and that your own lives are unreal. This is mass madness, you maniacs. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. So turn off your television sets, turn them off now, turn them off right now, turn them off and leave them off, turn them off right in the middle of the sentence I'm speaking to you now, turn them off. All right, ladies and gentlemen, there is an emergency crisis that is on our hands, and that public health emergency crisis is misinformation from these suits that you see in front of us. So I want you to wake up at home. I want you to realize that now is the time that citizens have to do something, because they're going to lie because they have the authority. You've seen it here. They have the ability to say whatever they want unchecked. Wilma will say there's 150 deaths this month. Are there? Who really knows? It could just be 60. It could be 20. 
25, but the fact is, when the truth comes out, it's going to be censored. So you people at home, you need to understand the only way that we get liberty back, if you actually want liberty, is never through the hand of a tyrant. I'm looking at the tyrants. You're not. I am. Right here before me are the tyrants in San Diego County. And I can tell you this right now. They will not go unchecked because there's a room of people here that are saying enough is enough. We have to do something. There's a sheriff standing here because they realize how serious we are. We took eight hours out of our day. We took a day where we're not getting compensated. They're getting $200,000 a year to sit here and make judgments and pass these bills like Nora Vargas two weeks ago. She got paid, uh, how much money, Nora, for your Planned Parenthood thing? Cool, didn't care. All right, how about you, Fletcher? You get paid 200 grand a year to help out the World Health Organization. How cool is that? Nobody cares. All right, Reamer, your union was here just a minute ago. You're really enjoying that time hugging them out front until I called you out asking you, hey, Reamer, how much are they paying you? You got really uncomfortable. One of the sheriffs came out because I was challenging you and your suit. I don't care about your suit. We don't care about your suit because we are sovereign citizens. Our authority comes from God, and we are coming for our freedom back. We're not asking. We're not begging for freedom for you guys. We're done with it, and that means you, people that are watching this, People that are watching this, we want freedom, and it's not from you, Fletcher. You don't take freedom. We've conceded too much, and I'm sorry, but thank you for allowing me to take it back. Hey, how you doing? It's your host here, Lindsay, with Life Through A Distorted Lens. Hi there. So, wow, I've been in the middle of moving and packing, and uh, that's been all day process of physical labor stuff and just honestly purging our place of stuff really um, the mindset I've been having is um is it replaceable and um does it hold nostalgic value you know if something's not replaceable then you might want to hold on to it so you know really just getting rid of stuff stuff (laughs) stuff that was pretty hard to get rid of uh as you guys may or may not know Um, You probably don't know, but whatever. I've been in the costuming. I I don't like using the word cosplay because I feel like people make fun of it by using that word. I've been in the costuming world since, uh, gosh, 2006, my first Dragon Con in Atlanta, and it changed. It rocked my world. It was an outlet for me to really express myself with creative, everything creative, honestly. Costuming is foam smithing, which is using foam to really create anything into objects that look real, like whatever it is, a shield, uh, weapons, so on and so forth, you know, sewing. I learned all my sewing from what I'm, you know, now my, unfortunately, uh, my ex-best friend that I lost, not, it sounds like she's dead, but basically, it's sad. Um, she's not dead, but, um, she's, oh, she was okay with men being, violent men being housed in women's prisons. And that's where I personally had to draw the line because I can't sit there and watch her throw herself under the bus and also me because I'm a woman. Anyway, um, what was it? Oh, she taught me a lot about sewing and, um, yeah. So, you know, whole costuming stuff was such a great, um, part of my life where I really got to express myself, but there's the bad part of costuming, which is the comparison culture of it all, where I'd find myself constantly being like, oh, hers is better. or She looks prettier. She's thinner or bigger boobs, whatever. And yeah, it really got to me. Um, I, other than that, I loved it. So what I'm getting to here is that I had a, you know, there's, I have a lot of costumes we had to go through and I'm like, listen, am I going to wear these again? Because with the whole quote COVID thing that went down, 
pandemic, scamdemic, um, costuming or going to conventions was just out the window, not happening. So it, it was kind of a blessing in disguise or just happened in a way where it's now gone to a place where it also forced me to grow up too, which I found to be um, a really great blessing in disguise where I had this fear of looking like an old lady or aging, heaven forbid, the natural order of aging. So I was constantly aware of that with my body and my face. And I was like, it was so vain. This also ties in with the gaming culture thing too, where I was always like, oh, I must look young and do young things and act young. And I got out of that and getting rid of all that is great. And I really do feel like that stuff is meant for younger generation. I mean, it's so toxic. Anyway, I'm rambling here, but as usual, it's not abnormal. I wound up throwing away all of my Just Dance costumes, which I'm really proud of the work that I did. And, you know, I ultimately was like, I don't want to give this away and have the energy that's on those costumes, which is I was a slave to Ubisoft. I'm not using that word lightly. I mean it. I wasn't my choice to make costumes for because I was in the Just Dance squad that you had to be, you know, fill out an application for or get accepted. It's a whole nasty ordeal of just Ubisoft in general and that whole Just Dance squad. They basically make these young people, mostly young people, uh, become little minions to push out and advertise the game for free. They give you, like, graphics you can use where you feel special because you're the only person that has those graphics because you're in the squad. Um, and they, like, bribe you with uh, clothing and swag and keychains and sunglasses and... It was insane to me that I cherished those items as if they were like, I'm special. I don't know. I love, I love collecting stuff anyway, but that whole thing is designed to really use a pers- a part of a person's life um, to push out their product for free. It's like, I guess, a, a more severe version of like a street team, if you guys remember that back in the 90s. I signed, signed up for Paul Oakenfold's, no, Paul Van Dyke's. He just sent me a lot of, or whoever it was, sent me all these pieces of paper to hand out. Anyway. And then the whole, you know, gaming me too thing happened with me personally and whatever. So it was really hard for me to literally throw away my costumes, um, you know, but I looked at them, I kind of gave them a sort of a blessing of I'm really proud of my work and I just threw it away. I'm very proud of my costuming work because I always, I'm very particular about things being precise and accurate and I always prided myself on that. Um, Some of the costumes I didn't give away or even throw away for that. Um, like my Destiny Warlock. We spent, my husband and I spent so much time on it. I'm really proud of that one. I'd love to display that one because it's beautiful. Um, But the Just Dance stuff has just a nasty memory and I don't want to put that memory and juju, whatever, karma, whatever you want to call it, energy, truly, on the, I don't want anyone to have that on them, you know? I just don't want that. So I threw threw them away. Um, It was heartbreaking. I woke up at like 3 a.m. being like, oh my God, why'd I do that? But then I'm like, it's fine. Um, As my mom said, you're closing a chapter in your life. So, that was, uh, you know, we're still doing the purge, I guess, but uh, most of the furniture has been good with selling, selling at a really low price. That's how you get it moving, you know, out of here. I'm not going to tell you guys where I'm moving yet because it's very, I think that's personal. Like, I don't, I mean, it's going to come out naturally anyway. <laughs> I'm really excited. It's closer to my roots, which is the South. Um, it was really tough decision. It, it came down between um two locations and one was still in California and ultimately I could not live with myself of still being I felt like I would be trapped here honestly like I don't know how to explain it I'm from Georgia 20 you know born and raised 25 years I've lived in California since 2010 and I you know I'm leaving California and I went to bed like weeping crying about it because I actually really nearly like I love I 
adore California. Um, you know, like it's attitude, like the good parts of it. I'll get to the bad parts. It's attitude of like creativity and freedom of expression. Um, and the nature is outstanding. It's the, you know, even the weather, even though I bitch about the weather being like, oh, it's the same weather every day because I like seasons and I like rain. I love rain. Um, you know, but the, I gotta say, living in California with this whole pandemic thing, I started waking up and being like, wait, is Trump bad? What the hell? Like, just, I really feel like California's poison. Even the friends I made, like, I realized why I became pretty uh, lefty, liberal, whatever you want to call it. Um, and in certain ways that I'm not even sure how to describe, but once I kind of retouch back with my roots, Southern roots, I just realized how like poisonous, God, just living out here is, I am really bad at articulating this because it's so, uh, nuanced and kind of a, in the background thing, but it has a huge impact on your life with, before you realize it. Um, you know, I don't know. So we decided on. I almost said it. <laughs> you'll you'll hear eventually. Not that I'm hiding it, but I'm you know I'm sad. Um, but I can't wait to start a new, um, truly in a new area that has more freedoms and gun rights. Yeah, you're you know American God given freedoms. I can't wait to hopefully you know I'm not saying this area doesn't have this, but not have to wear the mask everywhere. So onto that mask thing. Let me get into this whole dentist story. So I go to my dentist place in this very rich, I call it Real Housewives of this area. It's rich people live there. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I went for the first time in a long time and I wasn't wearing my mask. And they were like, oh, you have to wear your mask. And I was like, oh, I just I hate that feeling. So I, I, it's a neck gator, goiter, what do you call it? It's a little thing you put around your neck and you just put it above your nose. Ugh, I hate doing it. But these are actually way better than any of the masks that I actually have made and sewn myself because you can actually breathe through them. Anyway, still hate doing it. Um, a couple weeks ago, you know, put the mask on. She just has this whole the front desk lady is really tripping on getting off truly on controlling people. She's like, you have to wear a mask. Um, Oh, never mind. Fuck that. Uh, the guy at the front door with a mask on and a clipboard. I'm like, fuck no. He's going to be like, are you vaccinated? Dude, creepy. I actually thought it was my neighbor, but what the hell was I talking about? Um, oh, dentist place a couple weeks ago. You know, she's like, uh, use this hand sanitizer, rub it with your hands together, grab this pen from the clean sanitized cup and then put it in the dirty cup. And then fill out this paperwork that's this like medical questionnaire of if you've had a um, flu or not a flu, um, fever, coughing, blah, blah, blah. Have you gotten a COVID test? Have you had COVID? Blah, blah, blah. All these, you know, personal medical questions. And it's like a check yes or no thing. And I'm looking at the piece of paper and I don't see any like information of who this is coming from. So, and I've never seen them do this before. So I asked the front desk lady originally two weeks ago, uh, who... Who is making you do this? Where is this coming from? And who is going to see this paperwork? And she was like, I don't know. I, I'm just doing what I'm told. And I was like, uh, or no, first it was, she said, I don't know. And I was like, you don't know? You don't know who's making you, who this is coming from? She's like, I don't know. I'm just doing what I'm told. Of course. Uh, and then I think I mumbled to myself and that's why we're in this mess. So she got, all, I was like, can you find out for me? She was like, no. I was like, uh what so at the time I just I didn't know what to do and I don't even know I could have you know 
pushed it and been like, can you find out? I don't know, whatever I did. It was weird. It's just so weird. I've never had that in your face. No, I'm not even going to try to find out for you kind of a thing. It was, I hated it. I hated it. I went forward with it. And then they make you sign some sort of HIPAA thing, which is also new. Anyway, that was annoying. So fast forward to today, I get my teeth, my tooth uh, fixed. And I go in there, you know, not wearing the mask. And the chick's like, you need to wear a mask. And I was like, oh. And I said, just for the record out loud, just for the record, you're making me do this. And she goes, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Like, she doesn't give a fuck. I'm going to try to explain this to you how this woman's nature is. She gets off on power tripping, is assertive and not a good way, aggressive, impatient as fuck, um, but like has this like (laughs) giggly attitude over that aggression. I know you've encountered those people in your life where you're like, what the hell? You know, kind of like, um, what Kamala Harris? Yeah. Anyway. Um, so again, with the whole, like, (laughs) use this hand sanitizer, I'm like, I'm not doing it. I just put my hand on the pump and didn't even press it. I'm like, why would I put this, uh, sanitizer crap in my hand that breaks down my natural body's ability to fight off, uh, diseases and whatnot. I'm I'm not going to keep doing this hand, hand sanitizer crap. No. Anyway, um, that and the whole pen thing and the whole paperwork thing again. And I was like, do you know who's printing this paperwork and having you fill, you know, how, forcing your patients to fill this out? And she was like, oh, I told you last time. I don't know. And I was like, oh, you don't know? How do you not know? I don't even remember the exchange because it got off the rails. It was frantic, irritable, angry. Like, I'm the bad guy for simply asking a question. It was immediately just like, oh, you're the problem. So this, you know, assistant young boy chimes in and is like, uh, it's from the county. And I was like, oh, thank you for, like, at least giving me an answer. And then I was like, do, do you know that? Like, for sure. And he was like, I don't know. I'm just assuming. And I was like, what? Really? Like, First of all, let me side note here, say, so this guy is lying to me. He just lied to me. Like, if you don't know, you can't claim things are true. He's lying. Therefore, he is lying. Like, they think it's okay just to lie to me to shut me up or whatever, move me along. So, and then the kid goes, why is this such an issue for you? And I was like, it's not. I'm just asking a question. And then I shit you not, the girl, the the evil, evil, evil front desk woman is like, it's I can't, you can't see it but I'm shaking the paper and then she slams it down and is like it sits in your folder and I was like okay at least that's also an answer um not that I believe you at any rate because I'm just like I, I mean I'm immediately like I feel defeated and tr- treated like garbage for asking where my personal medical information is going to be seen who is who is uh, printing this and in- enforcing this? Because it doesn't, I mean, I doubt it's, I mean, maybe it is from them. Because if it was from them, she would be able to say, it's, we're doing that. But she kept saying no. Oh my God, I was just treated like garbage. Like, I'm an issue. Like, it, I couldn't believe it. So I sat down, like, super upset. Just, I felt really numb. Just because I've also seen all these videos online of People that are masked up in line being disgusting to people that are not masked up or maybe even masked up, doesn't matter. I feel like the mask thing is giving people the authority. Like, it makes them feel like, oh, like like they're anonymous. Like, they're wearing a ninja mask. Like, oh, you can't see my face even if someone fills me. Or even if you're looking at me, you can't make out who I am. I really feel like it gives people people this level of asshole courage where they're just like, I'm going to walk all over you and call you names and be fucking disgusting to you. 
because I feel like I can hide behind this mask. I'm serious. I've noticed it. Like, there's these great freedom freedoms in New York City where they she got denied service in a USPS office and she went back with like 10 people without masks, which was great. And they were waiting in line with their packages they were actually going to send out. And this, this black guy and, and behind them in line is like, these people are wasting space. Uh, in line they're like what we're, we're here to like ship stuff this guy is one chick is like stop fucking filming me and this girl is not filming them she's taking it she's filming like a selfie thing i mean it is this whole debacle of mask and not mask the mask are mask holes man like they are you know it, it's one of those things where i'm like oh sure it could just be a couple of videos on uh, social media but i've noticed it in my life i'd be curious if You've noticed it in your life. I'd say join my subscribe star and leave some comments because that's where you can leave comments to my, it's like my personal uh, group of people for my podcast. And it's also a way to support me, but um, I'm really, I'd be really curious to hear people's experiences with all this. So let me finish with that story. So I get called into, you know, them to work in my tooth and the assistant lady, she's like, you know, I, I basically all offloaded on her nicely and just, I was really upset and I told her about it and she was like really attentive and looked at me and leaned in and really cared and was in agreement of, of like, this is crazy and that's no way to treat someone. And she tapped me on the leg as, um, you know, she just was next to my leg <laughs> and is like, tell the dentist that she's like, no, seriously. And I was like, all right. So, um, I know the dentist lady, we've been going to this dentist for years and she's super nice. And the owner, other guy is super nice. Um, it's just the front desk. People are fucking horrific. So I told her and she seemed kind of like, uh, not like rude, but just like a God, but she was really, she leveled with me and was like, listen, you know, if they don't comply with these guidelines, actually, that's not the first thing she said, but she was like, but this whole COVID thing, we don't know what's going on. We, you know, one day it's this, do this. And one day it's that, you know, it's all over the place. She's like, we're put it stuck in the middle. We don't know what to do. Really. We're just doing what we can. She didn't say doing what we can. She said it much more eloquently than me, but um, she was like, I think she said something about like, at some point they asked them to do this paperwork thing. And now I'm sure they just don't even know if they should keep doing it. They don't, they're just like, I don't know what we're supposed to do kind of a thing. You know, I have to do the mask thing. And, um, you know, and I was like, thank you for like, I understand that I, it's shitty and I don't, you know, I, I have personal opinions about it. I'm not going to sit there and like preach to her that I don't think a business should do that. Cause I'm like, it's putting people in these situations where they don't have a choice, you know, it's not, there's no freedom anymore. It's ridiculous. So I'm not going to sit there and like berate them for, you should stand for freedom, blah, blah, blah. You know, I wish, but whatever, it's just ridiculous. So I was like, thank you for giving me an answer. I really appreciate that. So she gave me all this paperwork to sign off, whatever, blah, blah. She was like really nice calling me sweetheart and sweetie. And she wasn't doing that to like be fake or whatever. Cause I've, she's always been really nice. And I, I felt it was really genuine. And when I was getting up to leave, cause she knew it was our last time see, uh, I was going to see her. She gave me like a sincere, genuine hug. And I'm like, if she is genuinely afraid of COVID, she, so a person would not hug like this. It was a real tight hug. And I thought that was really sweet. And then she walked me to the front room area where the devil Nazi lady is. And I was like, uh, you know, she's like, oh, thanks, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I don't have to, you know, check out the counter or whatever. And she's like, nope, you're good. But it was in a, she was standing in front of the counter in a way that I feel like she was kind of like, nope, you don't need to talk to her because she, you know, the front desk lady, she treated you poorly. I'm the owner of this place. My reputation's on the line. I'm going to treat you nice how you should be treated. And you don't need to talk to this witch. She, not, that, not that she said that, but I got a massive feeling that that's what it was. Um, because when I told her that as well, it kind of got the sense that she needed to talk to her, the front desk chick, but whatever. It was just an awful feeling. And I'm, I'm really glad to be like out of that situation. And, 
Tomorrow, I take my cat to the cat hospital that we've been to like a month ago, and they are a Nazi facility. They require uh, vaccine paperwork and for you to be masked up. But you can sit outside while they take your poor cat by itself and, you know, look it over or do whatever without you there. And I've heard people have to sit and, like, be outside whether cat is put down or animal, which is just, I, I have no words for that one. Cruel beyond words. You know, they do that with humans, too, but... Um, anyway, it's for our cat. She's going to be meowing the entire way. So we wanted to get her some sort of sedation thing, which I know I'm like, oh God, I don't want to, you know, put chemicals or stuff in the cat. But she, I'd rather her not be stressed and meowing the entire way and have her be calm. So it's, 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 it's better for her, honestly. Um, so yeah, that whole thing. Um, oh, so when I called the cat hospital to make an appointment, uh, I was like, oh, I'm going to have just FYI, I'm going to have to wait outside because you guys are requiring Nazi paperwork stuff. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, because it's, you know, it's a test to hear how they're going to respond. Like, oh, it's how dare you say that? Or yeah, I know it fucking sucks. So I asked her, I was like, listen, uh, you know, off the record, what do you feel about all this? The, you know, the paperwork and whatnot. And she was like, I shit you not. Her response was, oh, I'm not allowed to have a thought. I, I, I was like, what? what i was like do you know how dangerous that is what you just said and she's like well no i mean like at work and i'm just like okay um so what do you feel about it and she was like she paused and was like and she like leaned into the uh phone obviously she's at work and she was like it's horrible that's juno hi i was just talking about you yep and i was like yeah it is and um i forgot i mean how it, like what order we talked about but she lives in an area that's not in the city where she's like, oh, where I live, we don't have mask anything. And I was like, wow, that must be really weird coming into work and, you know, not only masking up, but requiring, you know, vaccination. Your customers be vaccinated. It's just insane. Um, You know, she's like, where are you moving to? And she's like, yeah, I want to move to, like, my dad and I were talking about moving to Tennessee. She literally said, I want to be around friendly people. I was like, wow, that's that says a lot. Like, even if she doesn't even live in a liberal city, in, in California she still said that so I thought that was very interesting it's just they always preach progressive and like equality and blah 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 out here but they're really nasty and judgmental it's just as judgmental as the fucking if not worse than I mean anywhere else I'm like it's, it's just whatever the south stereotype thing hold on coffee so that was really nice to have that heart to heart with this uh you know cat hospital front desk lady and um, gosh, I wish I remember what else we talked about. Um, I really cherish conversations like that where people can be candid and I'm not like, again, I'm not berating her for working at a place that does those paper that, you know, not, oh, that's what she said. She said, uh, she's like, listen, I've been working here for 20 years. I just want to help animals. I want to help because it's a cat hospital. I want, I want to help cats. And I was like, yeah, listen, I get it. You know, I'm not going to, we're not going to make any headway if I'm like, oh, you're fucking, you're part of the problem. You work for this Nazi business. I'm like, uh, I mean, sure, someone can have that reaction, but I mean, I, I'm not going to really fault people to some extent, obviously, but I think it's important to have communication like that with people and don't go off the rails and just be genuine. Um, you know, I'm sure that's really hard to do in a lot of cases so, you know, I've, I've lost, like, my mom was like, oh, don't, don't, can't you get some of your friends to help you move? And I was like, friends? What friends? I've literally lost all my friends from the whole trans thing, literally. 
Um, they are okay with uh, men being in women's spaces and violent men being housed with women where women are given condoms because of, you know, reality exists in those prisons. It's ridiculous. You know, and they try to say, I'm the bad guy and just just ridiculousness. I don't, you know, good riddance. And it's so weird. One of my uh, other friends who was like, yeah, when, you know, after the whole Facebook pylon thing, I lost all my friends. Um, a week after, my other friend who wasn't involved in that, I was like, did I lose you too? I just got this feeling. And she was like, yeah, so um, I don't know how to talk to you with your anti-trans stance. And I'm like, seriously? She's like, I have to think about it. And I was like... So, fuck you, like you're, uh, forgive me, God, but you're already starting out the conversation with I'm the bad guy because I'm anti-something, fill in the blank. I'm like, really? You're setting up this conversation to be like, I don't know what it's called, but I think that's crap. I'm like, you haven't even talked to me about any of this trans BS at all, and you're just going to go off like and say that? I'm like, I'm not anti I just, when that happened, I screamed crying because it was really soon after I lost my other best friend. I just couldn't believe it. I was like, what? Um, so I didn't, I didn't say anything back because I'm like, you said you need a time to think. I'm, it's on you. The ball's in your court, dude. Make me be the bad fucking guy. It's ridiculous. It's absurd. Anyway, she's been like weirdly, avidly looking at my Instagram stories. Um, which is strange. I'm like, really? You're just not going to talk to me? Whatever. Good old social media weirdness where they do that to like cause drama, I swear to you. Why do you need to know when someone's online or if they're typing? It just, I swear these things are designed for drama. Um, anyway, so I'm sure you guys are, I hope you have been seeing the Project Veritas whistleblowers with Pfizer and aborted fetal cell lines and whatnot. If, if you haven't, go to their YouTube. I think they're still on Twitter in some capacity. Maybe not. Um, they're amazing. You know, they have people that have worked at like CDC. Was it CDC that he, the whole blow darts madness, this fucking guy, the audacity, it's undercover, like dates or something. And these men, I think it's been mostly men. Yeah. All men, you know, working at these facilities, Pfizer or big pharma, whatever it is. This CDC guy was like, yeah, we're just gonna, I would like to just blow dart these people like blow dart. What? To get you the vaccine, whatever. Just, you have to watch them. I don't want to try to replicate what they said. Cause it's something that's so horrifying. Just, uh, horrifying and not surprising like they blacked out the windows at the Pfizer facility what in the in the building like in the inside and yet the the chick that uh, did the whistleblower last night was like it's funny because Pfizer preaches about being transparent but I'm like she was like why are your windows blacked out creepy beyond belief anyway so I hope the you know I'd be curious to hear what people that have done the religious exemptions and if they've gone through because I have a friend that works for the forest service and she submitted one i'm curious what how that will go especially now that there's proof like i mean that the you know they use aborted boarded fetuses for either the testing or i'm not sure if it's in the vaccine uh i think i can't remember again look at the the uh, pfizer whistleblower from project veritas where i'm like that's actual guidelines to um, definitely have a, me uh, not a medical, uh, uh, spiritual, what is it called? Exemption? Religious. It's just ridiculous. You know, I believe in my God-given body and my immune system. And I, I put my faith in God, um, Jesus Christ. And I know he'll handle whatever will come my way. Even if I get COVID, like I believe in my body, like my body, my God-given freedom and my body to do its thing, what it's designed to do. And if it's, if I die from something like that, which I seriously freaking doubt it, because what is the rate of uh, survival, whatever, like 99 ridiculousness, ridiculously high. Um, 
you know, I, I just put my faith in God and that should be enough. It's my body. Um, no one has authority over my body but myself. It's my life. It's my life. It's now or never. I ain't gonna live forever. Um, yeah, it's just absurd. I, all these people are being cornered and put in horrible situations. And I've, I've looked at um, homeless dude recently with a shopping cart and I'm like, I could do that. Like if it comes down to it, I'm totally okay with it because I know God will protect me along the way. And I, I'm just okay with like not being comfortable and living in a home that is comfortable. I was, you know, born and raised in a beautiful, large home. And uh, I've been living in this small place for years. And, you know, I just, you just realize that, hopefully you realize you get to a point where what is important and it's people and authority over your own body and freedom. And, you know, you don't need all these items and uh, you don't need that purse. You don't need all these things that you think are gonna make you happy. There's, there's so like just fleeting moments of, it's just earthly items. It's not, it's, you know, man-made, man ideas about what is, um, like making it and happiness. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And I put my faith in God completely. And, um, I find real peace with that where I, you know, a lot of the stuff that's been happening, uh, cause January 1st, my husband may not have a job. So that's terrifying. Um, but at the same, well, it was, but I, you know, I pray to God continually being like, you know, help him to get a job by then. I know I put my faith in you help us along the way. I cast all my anxiety on you. Um, and listen, it, it works. I don't have anxiety. I'm like, we're, I feel like we're all collectively going through this together. At least it should feel that way. Cause I believe, I do believe America is united. We stand divided. We fall. And I really believe that I really will back up with my American patriots and freedom fighters that are fighting for freedom and fighting this communistic rule that's been going on this whole like censorship of speech, this whole fake ass 60 minute whistleblower. I'm like, really 60 minutes? I'm supposed to believe that this is uh, some sort of truth? Ridiculousness. Um, <laughs> if you watch the video, there's a snippet of the interview guy that works for 60 minutes or whatever. And he takes his glasses off and it's called uh, an arm or no, a temple. I can't remember the glasses, you know, the thing that folds in. He like puts it on his mouth like, hmm, really? I'm like, that's the fakest shit. I'm like, what? Anyway, that's fake. It's just basically like, oh, Facebook is not doing enough to help out girls that feel bad about their bodies. Also, uh, January 6th, and we need more censorship. Yep, that's what it is. It's just a, tro the Trojan horse is more censorship of your speech. 100%. Um, you know, as if a real whistleblower would be on 60 Minutes, give me a break. The real ones go through Project Veritas, baby. Um, you know, there's that. There's this ridiculous Fauci documentary. I, sh I shit you not with National Geographic and Disney Channel. I'm like, of course they would be buddy-buddy. I, I think they're, what am I talking about? Disney owns like everything. Um, plus the propaganda on National Geographic. It just, once you, once you realize that this world, like everything around you and advertising and is all a scam and been lying to you and, and, um, propagandizing you, at least me, you know, or if you got into that place, I'm just like, holy shit, what? What have I grown up with that I've been conditioned to believe? Um, it's really wild, uh, especially now seeing all the propaganda with this trans stuff. They had like a a little, I couldn't tell on the cover, I think, yeah, a little boy. Um, it's something about, what does it say? National Geographic Trans Kid. The cover is, it says, oh God, oh my God, National Geographic 
special issue, Gender Revolution. It's in this quote in the bottom. It says, the best thing about being a girl is now I don't have to pretend to be a boy. And there's this boy on the cover sitting like a freaking boy covering his crotch. Like, you cannot make this shit up. It's disgusting. The top says, making a man, the science of gender. And then girls at risk. It is it is demented. It is upside down world. Satan is prowling the earth, enjoying every bit of it. This other issue. I don't know when this came out. January 2019. Wow. Oh, that one. What? That was 2017? No way. Weird. Other issues. A special issue. The shifting landscape of gender. National Geographic gender revolution. Ridiculous, dude. Absolute propaganda. Anyway, they're having a freaking like puff piece cover covering their asses documentary about Fauci, dude. I encourage you to look this up. Go to YouTube, type in Fauci National Geographic. And what is amazing, number one, the comment section. Go look before it gets deleted or uh, turned off. Number two, the the ratio. What ratio means is the, the look at the downvotes versus upvotes. The downvotes is, let's see, let me look real quick because it's right in front of my face, may as well. It is really funny. I'll read some of the comments because that's going to be good too. Oh my God. It's so cringe, dude. 77,000 downvotes and supposedly 7,300 upvotes. I'm like, really? We all know that they fake the, you know, they skew the numbers, but let's see. Let's let read, read some of these. Actually, let me read what they wrote. Crafted around unprecedented access to Dr. Fauci. What the National Geographic documentary films as Fauci is a revealing portrait of the nation's top infectious disease expert and one of our most dedicated public servants. I'm like, nobody nominated or voted for this fucking guy. Who the fuck is this guy? Uh, the film will debut in select theaters on September 10th. Subscribe, TikTok, blah, blah, blah. Hilarious. The comments. Let's go to the comments. Imagine how many dislikes there really are if the YouTube police weren't manipulating the ratio. They paint him as a victim. Absolutely insane. You can't do it because you want to make money. I'm sorry. You don't do it because you want to make money. He is the highest paid federal employee. He makes $420,000 a year. I'm, I'm not going to tell you whether the comments are separated. I'm just going to read them like a one sentence or paragraph. This guy is responsible for the for all the crisis and yet a hero in the corporate world. Gain of function. If this is not damage control, I don't know what is. First scene, Fauci sits in his ivory tower and ignores the will of the people. You'll start thinking you're something you're not, says the unelected official that ruined countless lives. COVID has been great for his career. Of course, he doesn't want it to end. Don't care about this doc, but the one where he's charged with crimes against community is the one I look most forward to. More propaganda from Nat Geo. If they were winning, they wouldn't need all the propaganda, says uh, apparently a quote from Michael Malice. Cringe doesn't quite capture this. Operation Mockingbird is so annoying on every level, especially when the blinders are completely removed and you see everything for what it is. All you can do is point and laugh. Perhaps Orwell knew we would be... Perhaps knew Orwell knew we would be when 1984 ro rolled around. Yeah, screenshot the dislikes while you can. They're going to vanish soon. Yeah. Anyway, so I need to discuss Operation Mockingbird, which is wild. I think it's basically um, where government, CIA, whoever rounded up all the media groups and uh, controlled them and pushed out propaganda. And, and who's to say that isn't happening now? Of course it's happening now. Mainstream media is the virus. All right. So moving on to the, uh, back to the California thing. Um, so our upstairs neighbor has these dogs and they're loud. They used to be, and it was horrible. They would bark throughout the entire day. 
oh, I'm like, I think I have misophonia to some level where like loud noises or things that aren't quiet makes me really anxious. I wish I didn't have it. I wish I could just hear dogs barking and it wouldn't bother me. But I wound up, this is ridiculous, like not calling animal control, but I had to fill out this like thing of when they bark, fill out what time, how long they bark, blah, blah, blah. And then snail mail that to animal control or whatever it is. And weirdly after that, they wound up being much more quiet. So fast forward to like, we're about to move literally like next week. And I go to my neighbor or originally like a, a couple, a month ago, she was like, what happened to your car? Blah, blah, blah. Cause it was not parked in my spot. And she, she thought we sold it. And she was like, oh, if, if you want, you, and she was basically offering, I'll buy your car, which is actually hilariously a miracle because we don't want to take both of our, both of our cars to the, where we're moving to. Cause we don't, my car just, I don't know. wasn't, I didn't get to pick the color. This is so bratty, whatever. Uh, I didn't get to pick the color my, my twin did at the time. And it's just, I don't know. It's just, uh. Honda Civic. It's not a bad car. It's great, but I'd rather have a car that I appreciate and like. It's like a very starter car. Anyway, so that was amazing. Um, so I wound up talking to her a couple of days ago and we talked for like an hour, uh, which we've never done because we've kind of had this weird animosity and like weirdness. And I thought she was crazy and she buttered her head in all these people's conversations or in the neighborhood around here. But I got to talking to her and we agree on like every level and she's chill AF which makes me, and I apologize to her. I was like, I'm sorry for being a dick about, you know, the dogs and just in general. And it just makes me really sad. I guess I, I learned the biggest lesson to truly love your neighbor, um, which is Matthew 22, 31, love your neighbor as yourself. And, you know, I've always heard that growing up in church and whatnot. And it's so true though, because I'm just like, wow, all this animosity about the freaking dogs. Um, I don't know. You know, we've like shouted at each other before. And she's, she's, she's awesome. And she, I sent her my, you know, gave her my business card and I gave her one of the gab videos uh, from Audra last, was that last week? God, was that already, it feels like it was a month ago. She loved it. She's like, oh my God, thank you so much for sending me this. How can I support you? I don't know. It just made me really sad that I didn't connect with her previously because she's also been incredibly helpful. So we, we rented a pod. By the way, if you're moving long distance, if you use pods, um, you can only order the small or the large. Medium is only for like in-state small distances, which I guess they make money from that. I don't know. I get it. It's also how they're, they load it onto the truck. But uh, so the pod requires, it can fit in one of our parking spots, which is my spot, but it needs to have the two spots to the side open because the mechanism that puts the pod in the spot is wider than a parking spot. So I was like, fuck, you know, uh, I don't know the person next to me in my, you know, next to my spot. So I talked to, you know, our neighbor because her car is next to mine. And I was like, can you move it? And she's like, I can't. It's broken down. That's the whole reason why she wanted to buy my car. And I was like, fuck. Uh, but since she knows, quote, you know, nosy, she's not nosy. She cares about the neighborhood and she's just, you know, friendly. Oh, it's funny how I looked at it as nosy. But um, she knows like everyone in this apartment complex. And she was like, oh, I know that person who's in that spot. I can talk to them to talk to whoever. Because she was like, the person that's in the spot next to that spot, they're friends. And he sometimes parks in that spot. So uh, we went to go talk to that guy who I've never talked to. He was chill as fuck also as well. And he was like, yeah, dude, I can do that. Sure. Uh, just remind me because I might forget. And then, I don't know. It just was really a huge blessing. And I know it was God helping us out because I've been also praying about our praying, our uh, moving process to go by smoothly and not be as not be as stressful as it could be, you know. And it really has been great, um, especially just all that. I thought that was amazing because we would have been screwed. Like if... If I didn't get that guy to, you know, park in a different spot, 
I don't know where the pod would have gone, honestly. So that's been great. Husband finally got his car back. That's been gone in the shop for the whole whatever. Basically, it's been in the shop for like over two months. They didn't tell him that they didn't have the part in, even though they originally did tell him that they had it in. So they kind of basically lied, saying that they had a. He got the door replaced in his car, and it took forever. And I'm like, I, I understand that people are having shortages in COVID and whatnot, but I'm like, just let us know. But then I told my mom about that, and she was like, that happened to us too, and my brother. Um, they were like ordering a fridge and they got rid of it thinking that they had a new one in stock, but they didn't. So they had to live without a fridge for like two weeks, whatever. That's terrible. But um, um, I, my mom also had something with the something with the glass door or something. And they had to like, basically, there's all these companies that are shit out of luck, out of stock, and things are really delayed, like fridges, uh, a door for a car. I mean, everything where they're, it's interesting that they're all collectively telling their customers that, yeah, we have this, sure, but then they don't, or maybe they don't know that at the time they thought they did, but then there's a delay, but it's interesting that it's like a worldwide thing, and apparently what I've been hearing currently, there's all these boats off, you know, offshores in the ocean being told to stay there, they're like creating this fucking crisis, I shit you not, look this up, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, what? Is this seriously happening? Yeah, it's happening. Um, which is why I'll say, be sure to get food stocked up for a while, dude. Whether, even if it doesn't happen and you're fine with the food thing, is it really going to hurt that you do have a stock of food that is, you know, non-perishable or whatever? Like, dead ass serious. Get that shit going for real. I, I, you need to start acting like this is going to go, going to go down. Like, I, I, I love to be positive and I do think there's a lot of people like me and we're not alone, but at the same time, I've heard people be like, you know, it's, it's here, it's happening. Communism, like it's going to happen. America, I'm, you know, has fallen. I hate saying this cause I don't like to put this out there energy wise. I, you know, I, regardless, even no matter what happens, there's always going to be patriots and people banding together. And I have pure confidence in that cause God will protect his children. But uh, this is going to be bad. And it already is bad. You know, things are being signed into law or whatever, mandated, real swift-like. Um, people that probably, you know, probably ha are praising communism of freaking Americans. It makes, it makes my blood boil because my husband and his parents came from a communistic country. Like, they've lived under communism. Communism is not fucking fun. No one gets shared anything. It's just, they, communism is, I don't know what this thing is where people are like, oh, I, I'm a socialist, I'm a hardcore communist, and you live in America, you have no idea what it is. I don't even know what it is. I know it's horrible. It's horrible. There's no freedom. There's no, uh, it's just bad. People think it's like, oh, we all have even money or food. Yay, it's going to be, we're all, we're all going to be privileged. I don't even know. I'm like, no. It's also a terrible idea for like, um, like, living your life to your fullest potential and, you know, going to work every day and working your ass off and working your butt off to, you know, make a living and maybe get a higher up position or whatever, you know, just really put forward your effort in this world to, you know, yay, capitalism. I feel like communism is like, well, if we're all equal, why would people strive to be their best or be uh, even, you know, as good as you can be, or, you know, people that are overachievers, why, why would they even have the drive to do better if everyone's like even so it's just i think the whole it's a terrible idea like when has communism ever worked like oh they just did it wrong really bitch like shut the f you've got to be kidding me ignorant it's so insulting and i'm just like dude i've heard so many stories from my 
um, husband's parents. It's horrifying. It's horrifying bad anyway. Um, yeah, stock up on your food. Uh, get a gun if you can. I'm serious. Um, like immediately learn how to use it. More importantly, there's this video, a uh, guy on YouTube named, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot his name. Let me go to my YouTube. Um, wow. Oh, warrior poet. He is very enthusiastic about, I'm sorry, warrior poet society. He actually lives in Georgia. Yay. Actually from my area. I grew up when, uh, but, uh, He's very enthusiastic and such a, you can tell he's a great teacher. He holds classes about how to use a gun and gun safety and everything. He's also a spiritual dude, which is amazing to see and watch his videos. They're wonderful, you know, figuring out what kind of gun to pick and, um, how to, it's just great. I love it. Um, yeah. What else? Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to, I guess this time next week I will be in that state. <laughs> I'm just not going to tell you cause it's a teaser. <laughs> um, uh, I don't even know what else to say, really. I guess hang in there. It's definitely going to get worse, you know. I, it's funny because I was like, oh, God, Biden's elected. Fuck, it's going to be so bad. Because I was looking at it from the, like, feminist angle. And now I'm like, wow, it's so much worse than I ever imagined. Uh, why is he doing his press things in a fake White House? Like, why? Why? What the hell is that? It's so weird. It's so creepy. Like, what? It's not even the real White House. You're literally lying to us, in, like, to our face. What? The, the, the window is a screen. Also, he tweets out these, because I follow him on Twitter to, you know, know thine enemy. He's obsessed with, like, talking about the Build Back Better. By the way, write down uh, the first three letters, lowercase BBB, and it looks like 666. It's creepy. Woo! Seriously, he is satanic beyond belief. Like, what I mean by satanic is uh, everything he's doing is not for God. Like, he would, someone who is understands God and God-fearing, um, you wouldn't be making people do these things that are ungodly, like putting man-made chemicals in your body that you don't want. Oh, God, there's this horrible video of a Golden State Warrior basketball dude that confesses that he wants to keep playing b-ball and held out for this entire time and is now getting the jab. His name is Andrew Wiggins, opens up about getting vaccinated. Maybe I'll play that snippet. So, Andrew, I guess we'll just kind of start with what's obviously been kind of the news uh, of the week. Uh, is there anything you want to say just about the decision to, to go through with it and get vaccinated? Um, I feel like the only options was to get vaccinated or not playing the NBA. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a tough decision. Um, hopefully, you know, it works out in the long run and, 10 years, I'm so healthy. <laughs> During this week or so, what has it meant to you to see all your teammates support as you were making a decision? Oh, no, it was, it was good, man. It was nothing but love. Um, especially from, you know, you know Draymond, you know, Nicky Dallas had a lot of good stuff. Um, so there's a lot of support in the team, you know, and I feel like whatever decision I decided to make, they were going to stand by it. Um, so it good. Does it feel, I mean, the after tonight, particularly after this interview, really, the storyline is done. You're playing this season. Does that feel good to just get behind you? Um, it feels good to, to play, but, you know, getting vaccinated, that's going to be something that, you know, stays in my mind for a long time. Yeah. Um, that's something I wanted to do, but it's kind of forced. <laughs> is, will you have a sour taste in your mouth towards 
organization, towards the league, towards whatever. I mean, any you know, in well, this not towards the organization, you know, they didn't make the rules. Um, but you know, I guess to to do certain stuff, you know, to work and, and all that, I guess you don't own your body. <laughs> you know, that's what it comes down to. Society today, then I guess they make the rules of what goes in your body and what you do. And you know, hopefully, there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, stronger than me and keep fighting and you know, stand for what they believe. And you know, hopefully, it works out, you know, for them. What what made it? Why didn't you want to get vaccinated? Um, I had COVID before. You know, it wasn't too bad. And, um, you know, when I was a couple years ago, I had a allergic reaction something and you know it was, a, it was a scary moment you know I carry EpiPen now um, so I know there's a lot of people get reactions we're getting reactions or you know injuries from you know getting the vaccination you know also just I don't know what it's going to do to me in 10 years you know gene gene damage whether there's no studies on whether <clears throat> whether or not it's going to cause cancer cells um, so I don't know what the RNA is going to do with my body. Um, also, there's, there's a lot of stuff. You know, I feel like I can go on, you know, for days about why I didn't want to get it. You know, most importantly is just I don't know what's going to happen or what's going to do to my body in 10, 15, 20 years or do to my kids, future kids. Um, but, you know, I guess it's something I had to get done. Yeah. Um I guess just uh, I'll, I'll end it here. Short one, I suppose. I'm not sure what else to talk about. I feel like there's plenty to say, honestly. But I mean, I can look look at my uh, Instagram. Oh, follow my backup Instagram. It's Distorted Lens 2.0. You know, they're always being like, "We might delete your Instagram. Watch out!" And they haven't done it yet. But I would rec- highly recommend following that in case this one gets deleted, because it typically happens to these people that are free speech people like me. Um, what else? Let's see. <laughs> This was something on Facebook. <clears throat> I'm just literally looking at my Instagram. The way you share news is changing. This is Facebook. In response to Australian government legislation, Facebook restricts the posting of news links and all posts from news pages in Australia. Globally, the posting and sharing of news links from Australia publications is restricted. What the fuck? Because they don't want you seeing how terrible it is in Australia. It's fully a fallen country. It's really sad. Tragic. <clears throat> they gave up their guns. Did I tell you guys about the San Diego thing? Yeah, I did in the last one. Let's see. I don't know. Oh, they're saying that like parents in, um, you know, standing up for their kid in their school, you know, telling them, I'd rather you not, you shouldn't be having pedophilia books in school and masking kids as child abuse, et cetera, and so on. They're trying to say that those are domestic, like domestic terrorists, parents that care, like parents that go to. Uh, school board meetings they're they're gonna classify them as domestic terrorists i'm i'm not kidding i've seen this whole snippet on twitter of this black woman and wherever it was out of nowhere at a school board meeting standing up like talking shit to this veteran being like you didn't serve blah 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 just literally obviously baiting these people to fight back um and there's like a fucking c or abc whoever whatever mainstream media guy filming all this and they posted in the news and social media and everything being like look at these 
uh, parents at a school board meeting, like, lashing out and being angry, violent terrorists, but they were being baited. It's really terrifying how they're spinning and just absolutely lying to you on your, in, in your fucking face. Oh, my God. It's, it's, wow. I mean, the amount of lies and just blatant lies going on now is, wow. Like, the Stephen Colbert thing with the vaccine crap. Scary. Honestly, it's, it's scary. These are people that have totally sold their soul, like literally um, doing Dark Lord's work. Satan. Gross. Anyway. Ew. Uh, what else? Yeah, I went through all my childhood stuff. Oh my God, dude. Oh, I should have brought those up here. Damn. Uh, I threw away like all these. I kept all these letters from my best friends in high school. Like, I'm like, oh, I'm never gonna have time to read all these. I'm good. It's just silly stuff. Anyway. Uh, I'm just nostalgic, I guess. But I came across these letters from Katie, this girl I was friends with, who was like really nerdy um, and quiet in middle school and high school. But she's the one that catfished me. I've talked about it before on my podcast. But at a young age, I realized what deception was. This girl had me going about this guy named Cade, who was her, apparently, well, she lied about all this, obviously. That that was her cousin. And he wrote me these love letters and sent me like jewelry and I was infatuated and I was like, oh, oh my God, Prince Charming, I've never met him. Send me like um, actual um, printed photos of him and a little like cut out rose and he, he looks like Justin Timberlake. He's really hot. I was like, holy shit. But it was, it's so silly. Um, like it sounds stupid now, but I'm, I was young and I didn't know this amount of deception someone could do at that age, especially she's a year younger. But uh, she would give me letters from Cade, and I th I was like, oh, thanks. But uh, anyway, so I came across a letter from her, and it was really dark, talking about I want to kill herself, and she's on Ritalin, and just hating life. It was fucked up from her. This is how I found out, like, years later. I, f I was reading and, you know, came across those notes again when I was at home, like, years ago. <clears throat> I came across a letter from, quote, Cade, and I looked at Katie's letter, this is so confusing, but, and I was like, oh my god, same handwriting, oh my god, Kate is Katie, Bingle is Einhorn, literally, so I called her out on it, I was like, oh my god, just so you know, I fucking know, I don't know, I don't know what I said, it's, that was years ago, and she's like, oh, it's really fucked up time of my life, blah, blah, yeah, it's like, it's such a level of deception that, uh, I've, I'll never forget it, I think it's also what made me super skeptical about everything in my life, but I think that even her apologizing wasn't enough. It was just, I, just the level of deception, like, was so severe. Like, have I told this story yet? I guess I'll tell it again. So I was on the phone with her, and she's like, okay, I'm going to put Kate on. And I was like, okay. So she, like, puts the phone down. Someone gets on the phone, and it sounds like Katie going, hello. And I was like, I laughed, and I was like, Katie, stop. It's obviously you. And she was like, no, it's me, Cade. And then she got off the phone. And I was like, what? My brain was like, what the fuck is going on? Huh? Could it be? And then Katie got back on the phone and she was like, hey, he's like really upset. He's like really offended. And I don't, man, I will never forget that. Like, what the fuck? This girl was obviously in love with me. She was a lesbian, but... Oh my God. She also deceived my sister in the same way. And another friend that was really popular, beautiful girl, um, in my grade. She's just, I'm sorry. That's demented. Like seriously, especially for that age. That is some dark ass shit. Like a different, you've created a different identity. She was ahead of her time, I guess. Fucking hell. 
yeah, so that's what I was saying about it. I went through, you know, we went through our garage and threw away a lot of stuff, which feels really good. Um, yeah, I kept these little, like, poofy things. You know those things you get from, like, the dentist or school? They're like a puffball with googly eyes on them <laughs> and antennas, and they usually have a note attached to them. I've kept those because, I don't know, I love them. They're like stupid little trinkets that I, I love trinkets, first off, but those are so stupid but cute because they always just make me smile because they're, I don't know, funny. Plus, you don't see those things anymore. Um, let's see. I don't know. Pitbull telling his audience, if you don't like America, go to where I come came from. Oh, there was this BuzzFeed article, uh, that, oh my God, it's so sick. First of all, it's BuzzFeed fucking propaganda out the ass. Uh, the headline says, these babies have little face shields on to protect them from the coronavirus. The Thai hospital said the little baby visors are being used because safety is what we care about the most. And it's a fucking photo of a newborn baby wearing a face shield. Oh my God. What's funny is that BuzzFeed took that article down. Probably because it was so fucked up. Anyway. Oh man, I've been moving, you know, daily. A lot of walking and, you know, stuff. Manual labor. I've been having crazy hip pain. It's like the psoas muscle. I've always had issues with my right hip area, but oof, it hurts. And I'm not even, I've not been able to do yoga in no space and energy. Oh yeah, I sold one of my paintings on Craigslist. How funny is that? For like really cheap though, but I'm like, it would have been trashed anyway. I just, I don't have time. I don't have space. And plus it's a nudie girl. And I'm like, it was a, an emotional piece that I painted when I was going through something in my life. And, um, you know, it's cool and I'm proud of it, but I, Ultimately, I'm not going to hang that up in my new home. Um, so, you know, he, he was like, whoa, it's really cool and trippy and different. Um, he, like, paid me and I forgot how much it was, but then the last dollar was in coins. So I had to put, now I have to put on my Craigslist paper cash only because I wrote cash only, but yeah. Anyway, um, I guess that's all for now. Thank you guys for listening so much. If you want to support the work that I do, and I greatly, really greatly appreciate it. Um, you can do that by heading to my PayPal and doing it there. Whatever amount helps, honestly, a dollar, five dollars, ten. If you got a good laugh or if, I don't know, just, you know, it would mean a lot. Uh, PayPal.me forward slash LP Foster Kittens. Or you can be a monthly uh, subscriber uh, on my subscribestar.com forward slash distorted lens. That'd be awesome too. I'd really love that. Um, yeah, um, it's like I've I've lost like people haven't bought stuff from my store or donated anything since I haven't been talking about feminist stuff. I think that's interesting. But the feminist stuff just really got to me. And I feel like some of it is like, I don't know how to say this. I feel like some of it is literally like, what the word, not propaganda, but like infiltrated by not good stuff, ungodly stuff. Like women aren't supposed to be a mom or a housewife like uh, oh how dare you if you enjoy that like I also felt this sincere serious pressure to be a certain way when I was you know doing the feminist thing I'm not I still will always care about women and girls and I learned a lot from it but um there's a lot of judgments of like if you don't act this way or do or think this way then you can't be this and there's a I don't know I it's I find it to be I find it to be a very destructive thing where I was like hyper aware of like society and jokes and King of the Hill where I'm like, oh my God, I'm so offended, which is fine. I think it's part of the process of going through and realizing that <sighs> patriarchal stuff and men owning a lot of shit in society is real. Um, but I'm not going to let that like control my thoughts anymore in the sense where it takes away my joy. 
because I really feel like things, anything that takes away your, robs you of your joy in your life is only one thing. It's not, it's not God. Satan's doing that. So I'm not saying feminism is satanic by any means, but lo and behold, the chick that stole 30 grand from women and girls for the women pick at DC was a literal black magic practicing witch. So take that information with what you want to think about it. There are definitely dark entities. I found a lot of, I found a lot of the feminist stuff to be very catty and very cruel and very, um, awful. Like it's just bad, like not good women defending shitty men. And it's exhausting. It's really dramatic. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm happy I stepped away from it and I'm protecting American freedoms. I will still talk about it, but the whole trans thing is such crap. They're just fetishy dudes who want the world to um, conform to their delusion. And it's just, it became really same shit over and over. Um, let me read something that somebody wrote. That was a really good point. I saw it today. I think, uh, da, 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 da. where is it? Um, let's see, here it is. It's Matt Walsh. She said, gender ideology is an incoherent mess built on delusion and superstition. It makes no sense. Everyone knows it makes no sense, but most people have been cowed into pretending otherwise. That's why it's a big deal when someone like Chappelle points out that it's all bullshit. And I was like, yes, I love Matt. Now he gets in on all this. It's funny that I've gone through, this is all, oops, sorry. <laughs> sorry, microphone. These are all like Daily Wire people and I love Daily Wire. Although... It's funny, I go through phases of like, oh, I don't like Matt, oh, he's misogynistic. And then I'm like, now I'm like, I love Matt. I go through phases where I'm like, I like listening to Shapiro. Now I don't like Shapiro. Shapiro definitely pushes the vaccine stuff too much. And uh, something else he said, I can't remember. But um, this is the second tweet that Matt said. We all know that it's bullshit, but a lot of people feel they need permission to say so. It's pathetic that they feel they need that permission, but that's where we are. Um, yeah, it's funny that he kind of goes through these phases of stuff that I went through previously is like delayed, but whatever, all of our moments. Um, but he's talking about that because Chappelle has a stand-up special on Netflix. They're trying to cancel because he says he's a, apparently he said he's a turf, which is hilariously amazing. And he backs up JK Rowling, which I love. It's a great quote. Chappelle said, uh, he said, uh, I'm not saying it to offend you. I'm saying it because it's funny. <laughs> I was like, that's the best shit I've ever heard. It's so true. Like comedy jokes. I'm not, I, I love it. I love it. It's so simple and just to the point. Anyway, this, what is this called? A Spanish, Irish, British send off where you take forever to say bye. Oh, also with my neighbor, I asked her if she had a dolly and she was, I texted her that she came knocking on my door, like eating food. She's like, she's like, you want the dolly? Well, come on. She's just really funny and very high energy. A lot like me, but Love your neighbor, um, truly, because why would you want any animosity or shitty feelings to someone that is literally right next to you? You know, you're living next to this person, even if they're terrible. It's just, it's not worth the energy. I don't know. Like, um, don't be shitty. And I think if people are being crappy to you, the masked people, okay, let's be real here. I hate, you know, painting that brush, but it's true. Um, don't, don't take their bait. Remain calm. Love them like they don't know, you know. God forgive them. They, they know not what they do. It's, 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 there's no point in getting down to their level of whatever it is, anger, bitter, impatient, belligerent, just don't, you know, hang in there. You know, this is going to be, it is bad. It's going to get worse. Put your faith in God. God will, it will always be there. He is always there. He know he knows what's going on and he'll, he'll help you. Just start talking to him and, um, praying and, 
you know, find your, your way with God because at the end of your life, you're going to have to answer to him. And I forgot the phrase is. He, he'll either know you and say, good job, well done, um, loyal servant or some, whatever the phrase is. But if, he, if you don't get right with God and ask him for your forgiveness um, and, and to ask him into your heart and accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I, you're going to go to hell. I mean, it's true, though. I, I do believe that. Um, and it's just, it's one of those things that it's, by saying that, it sounds silly and hokey. But once you start really genuinely believing in um, God, it starts to make sense, especially if you start surrounding yourself with it and read the Bible. I highly, highly recommend the Bible app. Like I said, I think I've said this, I start every day with the, they have like a daily person or guest speak about um, you know, a scripture. And it's been a really great blessing to start my day off with that. And um, I love it. I absolutely love it because it gives you something to read that is always relevant to what's going on too. But, you know, if you can't get a real Bible, get that. I like having the Bible itself, a physical one, because I can mark it up and whatnot and make it my own. So yeah, um, God loves you. Love your neighbor. Uh, we're all human at the end of the day. So you know, stick together, find a community around you that are freedom fighters or promise you there's one around you. A lot of people are residing on telegram. Um, yeah, get people's phone numbers. Like if, if, you, if you like people on social media that you're close with, but you don't have their phone number, get their phone number now. Um, and you know, if you want to have their address to write to each other or whatever, that's also a smart move. Honestly, learning to connect in old school ways is, uh, definitely a good idea. Get yourself a ham radio. Anyway, um, I almost said I love you guys. I do love you guys. If you're listening, I do. I highly appreciate you giving me a listen. And uh, if you can give us a Apple podcast review, that'd be great too. I would really appreciate that. Uh, yeah. God bless y'all.